Hey, uh, we, we are so excited about the Christmas season, and, and for me, especially, this one is, is very fun. My son was three weeks old the last uh, Christmas we had, so he had no idea what was going on. Um, this year, I think he has a little bit of idea, but thankfully, I get a free pass this Christmas because a box with tissue paste, paper suffices as a good present. So um, I'm still in that winning category, but we are so excited that you uh, took time out of your busy schedule to, to join us and celebrate Christmas with us. We know there's so many demands uh, on your time at this time of year. Uh, it just means a lot that you would pause and, and take this time to reflect on uh, what God has done over this last year. And as I thought about Christmas this year, I really began to reflect on the year that we've had the last uh, year, year and a half, and I wanted you to consider the, the year that you've had. As you come to the end of uh, 2021 and think about everything that's transpired, everything you've had to go through, everything your family has had to go through, um, Christmas is a great time to reflect and, and remember what has happened, but it also has a way of evoking what's deep in our heart. Um, you have those things called Christmas get-togethers where you run into people you don't see any other time of the year because you tend to avoid them every other time of the year because they bring out something warm inside of you, right? Sometimes it's warm and fuzzy, and sometimes it's warm with anger. Um, but Christmas brings what's deep inside of us out. But as you consider what's coming to the surface this year and, and what you've had for this last year, I want you to consider this question. Do you believe God is for you? If you were to convey and, and talk about this last year, the truth that God is for you, is that something that would hang with you or has this year left you wondering? See, it would be a tragedy to go through this Christmas season and not consider the implications that Christmas has on this question. Because Christmas isn't just a story we rehearse every year, but it's an answer to the question. And in fact, it's an answer to many other questions, not just surface questions, but really the deep soul level questions that we're all asking, which really are, are this, does God see me? Does God know me? Does God care about what I'm feeling? See, Christmas answers all of those questions that we can often wonder in the dark night of the soul. In the middle of a hard time, Christmas is the answer to all of those things. See, as you heard in the opening video, man chose to rebel against God, and then the rebellion against God created a fracture with God. But God, in his infinite wisdom, chose not to sit back and wait for us to find him because he knew we never could. Try as, me, as we might, we would never attain to or find God on our own. And so he put a plan in place to come rescue us, to show us the answer to these questions. And that's what Christmas is all about. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20, tells us exactly how God planned the rescue. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, the whole idea of Christmas is that God is coming to be with us. And the miracle of Christmas is not necessarily that it happened, but how God chose to rescue you and I is so fascinating. You see, he didn't rescue us by just coming in in the middle of the night and stealing us and running away. He didn't come with an army and, and conquer the enemy and create a safe space for his people. He didn't come with power. See, Jesus came to be with us in a way that we would never have expected. He came born to a woman scorned by society, born to a family of extreme poverty, 
born not in cleanly settings, but in a stable next to some horses and some cow and some sheep. Soon, uh, later on in his life, not much long after this, he would have to flee for his life because a, a political tyrant was coming to kill them, and they became refugees to another country. You see, Jesus came to this world marginalized and oppressed, born, cozied up next to the cows. Why? I think God did it to teach us something about his character, to teach us something about the kingdom of God that we might not understand here and now. You see, Jesus came not with a red carpet, not with fanfare, not with power, but came to the lowliest of the low. And in fact, God entered into the world in a position lower than most of us will ever have to experience in our life. Why? To show us that none of us are too low for the kingdom of God because the king of the kingdom became the lowest of the low. To show each one of us that there's hope. See, we all need hope, do we not? We're all very aware of the brokenness of life. I don't have to sit here and rehearse to you what brokenness feels like. You know what it feels like the loss of a loved one, and perhaps this season is difficult, especially because of those feelings. The, the tension and division we have felt, you see, that brokenness is something that God chose not to avoid, but he chose to embrace. When he came as a baby, it was to show you that he knows what your pain feels like. He knows what it is to be in brokenness. And he chose more than just to embrace it, but he chose to absorb it in himself, to take the pain you feel upon himself. Jesus, later on in his life, talking about the troubles that we're going to feel, uh, says this in John chapter 14. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you, may, you also may be where I am. See, he speaks comfort to you and I, saying, don't worry, because my greatest desire is for me and you to be together. My greatest desire is to be where you are, and I'm going to solve the human problem, the pain that you feel by taking you home to my father's house, where there's no pain, no sickness, no sorrow, no suffering, and you get to experience a life that is free from all of that. And that's great, and that brings great comforts to our hearts, but it doesn't answer the question about the here and the now. What do we do in the present with the present pain that we feel? I can't just hold out for that. See, later on, Jesus is going to answer that in the same chapter, and he says this in verse 23. Jesus replied, anybody who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. I want you to consider the implications of that last verse today. See, Christmas is the fulfillment of that. Where God's desire was not to leave us to our own devices, not to leave us to our own brokenness, but he loved us so much, not only was he creating a place for us there, but he wanted to come be with us here. See, the story of Christmas tells us this truth, and it's the truth I hope you walk away with, and that it changes your life, and that it's that God wants to dwell with me. That God wants to dwell with me. And maybe today you're having a hard time believing that. As you consider your life and the choices you've made and the places you've been and the things you've run to and perhaps even the things you're ashamed of and the things you don't want to admit, you feel like you have a guest knocking at the door, and you all know that moment when there's an unexpected guest at the door, 
and you panic to try to hide everything and throw it in the closet and throw it under the rug. Like, that's the feeling you get. See, but the story of Christmas tells us that God's not afraid of your mess. The story of Christmas says that God's not afraid of any place you've been or any place you've run. And in fact, he wants to come dwell with you in that, in your pain, in your sorrow, in your suffering, in your weeping, in your rejoicing, that he would be the answer to that. I recently heard a pastor tell this story. He was working from home and he was in his office and just working away and he hears the noise that no parent wants to hear when they're home alone with their kid and it was just glass crashing everywhere. And he's sitting there and it's just him and his daughter at home and he hears the glass crash and he begins to wonder, was it just one glass? But then it keeps going and it's going long enough that he has time to imagine what's happening. Everybody been there? And you're in the other room and you hear that noise. You're like, it's an intruder or what? So he wasn't sure. Maybe he dropped one glass, maybe two glasses. Maybe she brought a whole bag of glass and just dumped it. Like it went on forever. So he goes running out to find out what's happening and he sees his daughter standing there by the kitchen counter just um, crying and, and very distraught. And he sees that the top shelf, the brackets have broken and the top shelf has fallen, which knocked the second shelf, which knocked half of the third shelf. And when it hit the countertop, it just shattered and tore, turned the kitchen into a sea of glass. And so he see his, sees his daughter cut up from the glass, legs bleeding, just saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. So he paused and he looked at her and he said, how dare you? See what you did? This is on you. Good luck getting out of this mess. And he just walked back to his office and left his daughter bleeding. And he pauses and he says, certainly none of you believe that I actually left my daughter there. And yet some of us believe that to be true of God. That in the middle of our mess, in the middle of our brokenness, in the middle of the, the mess we've created, God's looking at us and he's shaking our finger and says, how could you, how dare you? You're on your own this time. That God, compassionless and careless, just leaves us to our own mess. And he says, of course that's not what I did. Of course, as a good father, I went over and I assessed the situation and I see the broken glass and he just begins to slide the biggest piece of glass away with his foot and then the next. And then he realizes he has no choice but to walk through the middle of the broken glass. And so he walks through the glass and he grabs his daughter and he puts her on her back and he just crunches his way out of the kitchen protecting his daughter. He says, I made the decision that any natural loving parent would make and yet it is a picture of what God has done for us. See, God looked at you and he looked at me, and whether you're willing to admit you've created a mess by your choices or not, we all have. Sin has destroyed everything that is good and right, and God looked in on the situation, and he didn't say, figure it out on your own. If you could just be a better person, you could get out of this mess. He says, no, 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 I'm coming to you. See, the only way out of the mess, the only way out of your mess, is for you to invite God into it. So often we can be tempted in the middle of the things to try to fix it and repair it and say, God, I got this. I don't need you yet. And, and Christmas says, no, 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 you do need me. And here I am standing waiting for you to invite me in that you might be set free. And I hear this story and I think, even myself, as many years as I've been following the Lord, can be tempted to stand at that counter and say, no, 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 Dad, I got this. Rather than saying, no, 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 I need you. Would you come dwell with me in the middle of my mess and rescue me? You see, Christmas tells us that not only is God for us, 
It becomes God with us. And not only is it God with us, it becomes God in us. See, God's move towards you was not just to come to earth. It wasn't just to dwell here. It was to put his spirit inside of us that we might live forever with him. And so his invitation to all of us is the same. He's standing at the edge of your mess saying, if you would invite me in, I'd rescue you. If you'd invite me in, you could dwell with me and find hope and peace and all of the things you're ultimately longing for. And so to you, my question is, will you let him in? And maybe you've never made the decision to accept the, the gift of salvation where he rescues us from our sins. Today is the day in which I would invite you to do that. Maybe you have, but in all honesty, um, you don't feel like God is with you in this season. There's a distance. There is a gap. There is something in there that you're having a hard time believing God is for you, and Christmas would be perhaps the time when you are reminded again that God has not only come for you to be with you, but to dwell in you, and that what has stressed you, what has worried you, what has given you fear, what has given you pain, that God would meet you there. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we thank you for uh, your gift of salvation and that you didn't leave us in our brokenness. You didn't leave us in the mess. But as we pause to reflect on Christmas, that we would rejoice in the fact that you have come to rescue us. If you're here today and you've never accepted the gift of salvation, you've never accepted uh, the life that Jesus has uh, offered and sacrificed so that you might be free from the consequences of sin and death, I would invite you today to say yes to the Lord. If you feel that tugging in your heart, it is, it is the Lord saying it's time. With every head bowed and every eyes closed, I'd invite you, if you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior and accept the free gift of salvation, that you would pray this prayer with me, and it goes like this. Jesus, I come before you and acknowledge my sin, my brokenness, that I've made decisions against you, and I understand I don't deserve your forgiveness, but you granted it anyway. Today, I ask that you would rescue me from my brokenness and my sin, and I accept the free gift of salvation on my behalf. I love you, Jesus, and I pray that you would help me love you more. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer today, my, my encouragement would be to, to come find me. If not, you were given a program on the way in. And on that card, there's a space where you can indicate that you have accepted Jesus and you've prayed that prayer. You can fill out that card and you can either put it in the seat back in front of you or drop it in the blue box on the way back. We would love to have a conversation with you about what it means to follow Jesus more clearly. Lord, we love you. We thank you that Christmas screams how much you love us. And I pray for every heart in this room that knows you, that tonight they would feel your presence ever more, that they would know that you are here with us tonight. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.